Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Friday, June 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, what more can you say than Jose Ramirez? Uh, he comes through with probably one of the best games that we've seen out of him in a long time, uh, and that's saying something because we've seen a lot of uh, great games out of Jose Ramirez. Uh, the Guardians beat the Red Sox in the series finale. They take the series uh, with a, a 10-3 win, but Jose Ramirez, three home runs in his first three at-bats of the game. Uh, just uh, an outstanding all-around game. And, and don't forget the defensive play that he made uh, as well. Uh, just, uh, you know, we've run out of superlatives for this guy. And, you know, yesterday we we sat here talking about, are there any all-stars on the, the Cleveland roster besides Emmanuel Classe right now? Uh, Jose, Jose must have been listening because <laughs> it was only a few hours after that podcast went up that he uh, he answered unequivocally, uh, yes. Yeah, we saw, you know, every phase of his game, Joe. We saw power. We saw five RBIs. Uh, we saw the three home runs. And then defensively, you know, he looked like a gold glover at third base uh, more than once, too. Uh, he just... Uh, really kind of solidified that uh, that team offensively and defensively. And it just shows – I think it just shows you how dangerous he is, Joe. I mean, this guy was hitting 155 against lefties going into this game. You know, uh, and uh, Boston started a left-hander. Matt DiMatti, uh brought him up from uh, AAA, uh, kind of an emergency start. And uh, Jose just took a – you know, he, I mean, it was, it was no contest. He – the first inning, two outs, he, he hits a home run onto the left field porch. The second inning, I mean the third inning, he hits a 3-1 pitch into the bleachers and left center. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, finally he meets up with his old buddy, uh, Corey Kluber, and, uh, you know, starts uh, starts the sixth inning with a moonshot to right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into what the, uh, the Red Sox did to Corey Kluber there uh, in a few minutes, but uh, just, uh, just focusing right now on Jose and his game, obviously three for five, five RBIs, three home runs. Uh, the last, uh, Cleveland hitter with a three home run game was Edwin Encarnacion, May 2nd, 2018 against Texas. Uh, he becomes what the third, uh, Cleveland hitter, a Cleveland switch hitter to have home runs from both sides of the plate in a three home run game. 
but significantly in terms of the franchise history, he moved past uh, Travis Hafner for ninth place uh, on his own in, in franchise history uh, in, in total home runs. He now has 201 home runs. Uh, and next on the list is uh, Thunder, Andre Thornton. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I, it, it, he's, he's so, you know, it was interesting watching him before the game, Joe. He's screwing around with uh, Ahmed Rosario, you know, uh, assistant Victor, assistant hitting coach Victor Rodriguez comes over. They're all, all three of them are laughing. Then, you know, Valeka, Chris Valeka, the hitting coach is, uh, it walks by and, and uh, Jose's yelling at him, Valeka, Valeka, come over here. And so he comes over and I don't know what they were talking about, but, but, uh, you know, I talked to uh, Rodriguez after the game, he goes, I can't remember, but I know we weren't talking about hitting, but he was just so loose, you know, he was just, and and when you, you see Jose like that, you know, before a game, you've seen him, I'm sure. And, and, uh, you know, it, it always means good things for the, uh, for, uh, Cleveland and bad things for the opposition, because, you know, you can know, you know, he's, He's he's feeling good and he definitely went in there into that game with a little some momentum. Yeah, and this was the first time in a while that we've seen him. You know, you know that when he's loose and when he's feeling good, then that momentum is is there. Um, you know, he's good for a hit or an RBI or a big hit in the game, uh, whatever game that is. But this is the first time in a while that we've seen him. You know, have multiple big hits in a game. This is. Uh, you know, he's got 21 multi-home runs in his career, uh, multi-home run games in his career. That's the fifth most in franchise history. Uh, 92 multi-extra base hits uh, in, in his career. That's the sixth most in club history. So, you know, he gets extra base hits in bunches. And, and we haven't, to this point this year, we haven't really seen a lot of that. Uh, but but last night it was, it was definitely welcome and definitely uh, something the Guardians needed. Yeah, you know, he this you know, I think he'd be the first to tell you that it, this has not been the greatest start to the uh, to a season with him. You know, if you compare the stats at this time last year to uh, you know what what they are right now, you know, there's really no comparison. He's down in probably every category, uh but you know, hopefully a game like this gets him jump started, uh gets that offense jump started and and Joe, you can see what he means to this club, you know, in 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 the sixth inning when he hit the leadoff home run, you know, the, the, his teammates followed with seven straight hits and, you know, a five-run inning to blow it open. So, you know, how, how Jose goes, the Guardians go. And uh, if he gets going, that can only mean good things for Cleveland. Yeah, and, and I wanted to talk about that too, just uh, the idea of, you know, in, in, in baseball, it's not a matter of when, when a team is slumping the way that the Guardians – you know, had been offensively or have been offensively to start the season. It's not a matter of just flipping the switch and, you know, one day they're, they're hitting, you know, uh, you know, 236 or whatever there is as a team. And then the next day they, they sort of start pouring it on. This is a gradual process and you see it over, you know, multiple week stretches where uh, the offense starts to come alive a little bit. And, you know, guys like Josh Naylor and Andres Jimenez and Will Brennan start producing, uh, but you know, then you, you get a game like this out of Jose Ramirez. And, and like you said, uh, the offense followed with, uh, you know, six, six or seven straight hits in that inning. Uh, that was, a the multi-hit inning, uh, for Cleveland, the multi-run inning for Cleveland, uh, there in the sixth. Uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was against their old friend, Corey Kluber, 
uh, Boston sort of left him to, you know, hung him out to dry there for, uh, uh, for the inning because they're, they're in a position where, you know, he's basically got to wear it because the, the team didn't have enough arms. Yeah. And, you know, they're going into the series against the Yankees. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Kluber got moved into the bullpen. And like you said, he had to wear it to reset that bullpen. And, uh, God, Joe, that was, that was sad to see. That was, it reminded me of the movie, uh, Rake William for a Heavyweight with, uh, Anthony Quinn mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, aging, uh, heavyweight fighter, you know, on his last legs. And, uh, you know, I, and if you, if you miss the irony of that, you know, if anybody of those, any fans in the ballpark last night missed the irony of, of Kluber getting really kind of hammered on, on, on the same mound where he won two Cy Youngs, you know, you weren't paying attention. It was, uh, I don't know, man. That's, uh, yeah. that's a cruel part of this game. And you got to say, you know, I, you know, Kluber wore it and he wore it well. What three and a third innings, 11 hits, seven home run, uh, seven runs, se- uh, seven hits, uh, one walk. Just a, a tough way to go out for really a great, great pitcher. Yeah, not the way that, that any of us want to remember Corey Kluber and all of the, you know, the great outings that that he gave. And, and you know, there were times when uh, all of these superlatives that we've been heeping on Jose Ramirez uh, uh, for, for the last couple of seasons and really for a while now, you know, we were doing the same thing to, to Kluber every time he'd go out there and pitch. And, you know, we talk about his position in, in franchise history and, and where he was on all-time lists and things like that. Uh, it's just a matter of now uh, he, he's not the same pitcher that he was uh, a few, uh, you know, a few years back uh, with this club. Uh, it all started to go really downhill that, that night in Miami where he got hit with the line drive and, uh, and, and things really, you know, sort of went from there. Uh, he was never the same uh, pitcher. He did come back with with uh, the Yankees throwing no hitter, and you know had had that sort of uh, moment for himself. But but really, when you you look at at what he is now, it's it's not you know what we want to remember Corey Kluber as when he wore Cleveland uniform. Yeah, think of his last two times on the mound in Cleveland. He gives up the uh, game winner to Oscar Gonzalez. Last season in, in uh, what, game two of the uh, wild card playoffs when he was pitching for the Rays. And last night, uh, you know, two uh, really pivotal moments for Cleveland, but, you know, tough, tough moments for Corey Kluber. Good dude. Yeah. If, uh, you know, it wasn't just uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, although he he, he used the, uh, the headline uh, last night, but uh, Josh Naylor, two for three uh, with a walk. He extends his. Uh, career high hitting streak to eight games, uh, batting t- uh, 552 uh, with 11 RBIs, nine runs, and five multi-hit games uh, over that stretch. Um, you know he's he, he's looking more and more like uh, the hitter that Cleveland needs in the the middle of that lineup uh, lately. Uh, just uh, hoping that he's able to stay healthy and 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 keep that going. Yeah, that was uh, it was a big night for uh, for uh, Josh Naylor, and uh, you know he's been doing this, Joe. I mean, he's really settling in. I thought last year was a career year for him, but this year could be even a bit a bigger year for him. You know, I think he's he's healthy. Uh, you know, he's moving around a little better. I made that great scoop uh, from uh, at first base on Jose Ramirez's like uh, imitation of uh, Brooks Robinson there. Um, you know, great hookup there. And uh, he's just been hitting. He's not only hitting for power, Joe, he's hitting in the clutch. You know, like we were talking yesterday, he looks 
calm and collected at the plate, not over swinging. He's a dangerous man right now. Yeah, when 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 he stays, you know, within himself, doesn't try to overswing. He's uh, he's got that easy power, and it's it's fun to watch. Uh, Will Brennan, uh, two for four with a home run, couple RBIs. Uh, Will Brennan continued his hot streak and is really uh, solidifying his position out there in right field. Yeah, another, <clears throat> you know, he's starting to swing the bat, and uh, you know that's what they needed to see. I think, you know, he, yeah, he had, he had a couple hiccups defensively in Baltimore in that one game in right field. But I think he's a solid outfielder, Joe. But they need offense. They need you know, they need some more punch from that outfield. You can't you can't really play with three guys, three center fielders in, in the outfield and, and none of them are going to hit the ball, you know, drive in runs or to hit the ball out of the park. So, you know, Brennan, you know, I don't think he's a home run hitter per se, but he looks he looks like he's starting to, you know, become a much more productive hitter. Uh, Andres Jimenez, uh, two hits as well, a double, a couple of RBIs. Uh, Andres Jimenez, I think, you know, one of the big keys, along with Josh Naylor uh, in that lineup, uh, you know, when they were struggling early in the season, that's what led to, you know, Cleveland's sort of dormant offense. And and now that they're, uh, you know, both swinging the bat a little better, uh, and Clinton's looking more like what we expected them uh, to, uh, you know, coming into the season. Yeah, they've got, you know, they're get, starting to get that firepower up and down the lineup from one through nine. I was, we were talking to, I was talking to Andres in, in Minnesota, and, uh, you know, he admitted that, you know, all the kind of uh, attention he got last year, the gold glove, you know, the all-star game, uh, and, you know, uh, just the, the season he had, the kind of the breakout season he had, you know, he, he kind of, you know, it, the pressure of it leading into this season kind of got to him. And, uh, you know, he kind of put too much pressure on himself and he realized, you know, you got to keep working hard at this and you got to, you know, kind of keep your nose head down and, 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 and grind this out. And, uh, we're starting to see the results of that, I think. Yeah, all of this, uh, all this offense uh, backs a, a a second consecutive strong outing for Aaron Savali, five and two thirds, gives up four hits, two earned runs, two walks, uh, struck out three on ninety three pitches. Uh, but you know when the the Guardians give him uh, three or more runs of support, uh, he's twenty four and one in, in his career. So uh, that was your typical Aaron Savali start right there. Yeah, and you know it. It doesn't. <coughs> excuse me. It doesn't look like a, you know it was a tight ball game by the final score. But when he when he was in the game, it was still nip and tuck. I mean, in the fifth inning, you know he he gives up a run uh, on on a single to Duran to uh, I think make it uh, what three to one. And uh, but then with the guy on second base, uh, you know he gets the third out. Then in in the in the six he goes in. Retires the first two guys, um, then uh, Cassis hits the hits the home run to make it three to two, and and they go get him. But uh, you know, a solid start, like you you were saying, from uh, like you said, Joe, from uh, from Savali, just the you know he just uh, he looks he looks he doesn't look like he missed you know like a month or, or so on on the IL. He's really two two consistent starts. You know, what he had the five scoreless innings against the Twins and comes back with uh, with five and two thirds uh, last night. 
Yeah, and and if he can do this, if this is the Aaron Savalia that the the Guardians are going to have uh, for the remainder of the season, if he can stay healthy, uh, you know that's a really good sign because they need that veteran presence in the uh, in, in the rotation and and somebody who can give them a, a consistent effort each night out like that because uh, you never know uh, you know one of the uh, one of the rookies in the rotation could you know uh, you know fall flat one night it's it's not unusual for that to happen so. Uh, we could we could definitely be seeing, uh, you know, the, the you know, the best of what Aaron Savali has to offer moving forward. And that's the hope for uh, for these guardians. And, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago about how crowded this rotation could be and how how many question marks there could be. And, you know, what uh, if how much of a how much rope they were going to give Aaron Savali. And, and he's answered the bell uh, these first two times out. Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. Just, uh, you know, he, you know, like, like Fran, Francona has said time and time again, you know, if they can keep Savali on the mound, meaning can they, if they can keep him off the IL, you know, he's, he knows how to pitch. You know, he's, he's kind of crafty. You know, he's not going to break the uh, sound barrier, but he's thrown 94 miles an hour. Um, he's got like six, seven, eight pitches and he likes to throw them all. So, you know, and he know, you know, he can bob and weave. Uh, he's, he's an intelligent guy. He's a smart pitcher. And if he can stay healthy, he can do what he did the last, the first two, his first two starts back off the IL. All right. Let's uh, turn our attention to this weekend series uh, against the Astros. The defending World Series champions uh, come in uh, to Progressive Field and uh, it's, uh, it, it, they could be without one of their biggest weapons, uh, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, tweaked an oblique muscle uh, last night in Toronto. Uh, we are awaiting word on what his status is going to be for the series. Uh, the um, the Astros are are going. Uh, they were with a. They had a, a six man uh, pitching rotation. They had had not uh, announced starters until late last night uh, for uh, for the series. But uh, we are going to see. Uh, some familiar faces in in their uh, rotation coming up. Uh, we get Christian Javier uh, in the first uh, game. He's at seven and one with a 2.84 ERA, uh, you know, but had been dealing with some injury concerns. Uh, JP France and Brandon Bielake, um are are scheduled to, to round out the series against Logan Allen, Tristan McKenzie, and Shane Bieber on Sunday. Uh, so we'll we'll see you know what the the pitching matchups bring, but this is a uh, an Astros team that's, you know, it, it's not, uh, it's been dealing with injuries and, you know, not playing its best ball uh, up to this point in the season. Yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, defending World Series champs, um, just uh, like you said, Joe, that, that kind of uh, endless line of pitchers that they had developed to kind of is, you know, kind of hit, hit the wall a little bit, but this is still a dangerous team, um, still, you know, well-managed and uh, you know they have a, they 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 have that in their past. They they have a great resume, and uh, they have played well against Cleveland in the past. Uh, yeah, Joe um, Luis Garcia is out, so you know they that that you know they, their pitching has been interrupted, disrupted a little bit. But they're still very they're still a good team with a great resume. You know, they go to the postseason almost every year. They have veterans up and down that lineup. They're going to be a handful for Cleveland. Yeah, Jeremy Pena is still uh, still playing well for them. And, uh, you know, he's the, the World Series, uh, you know, sort of darling. So 
uh, guy to keep an eye on, uh, a team to keep an eye on, and we'll uh, we'll check back in uh, next week as we uh, come out the other side of this weekend series with the Astros here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsie, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, Joe.